Brought to you by Feitner Productions. A quick note to the listeners. This episode was recorded using a number of different VoIP services. I didn't process any of the audio so you could get a sense of the differences between each platform. We start off in Zoom. In a world that gives the devil the benefit of the law, one man records himself talking in the basement. In the city of angels. Do you see what I did there? It's pretty clever. <laughs> With a spouse and their only son. And also, did I mention they have a dog? Is that with seven or eight O's? I need to write this down. Actually, critics are calling the show interesting. Unusual. And occasionally amusing. (laughs) (laughs) Mediocre. (laughs) It's, It's slightly below average. Certainly not, sir. (laughs) Uh, I don't listen to many podcasts, but when I do, no, it's laying down the law. (laughs) Laying down the law with Billy the Clerk, Esquire, your host, that's me, can be found everywhere you get podcasts on Twitter at Max Hedrum Esquire, a reference you only understand if you were born before 1982 or you love retro artificial intelligence, but I digress. Welcome to the only law and comedy podcast on the internet that may someday use actual monkeys to reenact the Scopes Monkey Trial. Today is our very first crossover episode, the greatest crossover episode since Love Boat Angels of 1979. You can Google that. Love Boat Angels. Was that a thing? That was a thing. You can Google it. I I don't want to. I just want you to tell me that that was a thing. That was a thing. I Googled Charlie's angels went to the love boat. I don't know. I Googled great sitcom crossover episodes because I wanted to make an analogy point of order. Mr. Chairman, um, Simon and Simon went to Hawaii and worked with Magnum. So that, that would be a, that would be a crossover episode. I I need you to consider the fact that Tom Selleck's mustache and Gerald McCraney's mustache were on the same show on the same (laughs) screen at the same time. (laughs) I don't think Rue put that much facial hair. Yeah. And the screens were not as big then. No, they weren't. That's a lot. (laughs) Well, today uh, is uh, laying down the trees, laying down on top of trees, laying laying down four trees. Down the trees for the law. Trees for law. You'll see the connection is this. The law is printed on books. Books are made out of paper. Paper is made out of trees. Right. Trees are made out of forests for and the trees. Yes, you sometimes can't see the forest for the trees, and sometimes you need to pull back and focus on those fucking trees, and that's why it's called For the Trees. I that's think. right. That's I right. don't remember anymore. That's right. Doesn't matter. All 12 of you know what to listen to. It's the last <laughs> thing on your playlist when you listen to everything else every week. You finally <laughs> put play on this, and then you go, oh, God, not again. Not that guy. <laughs> Well, if you're a Playing Down the Law subscriber, all six of you, um, estimated, more or less. Um, Hello, Russian Federation. That's right. Good to see you, Vlad. Our guest today is the Navy vet you won't forget. The guy who made sure I didn't quit after three or four or five episodes. The producer, podcaster extraordinaire, the man who knows his way around a road, Skipper Jeffrey 
Why did you mess up your audio track so bad this time? And when will you learn how to run a basic audio input, Mr. Lawyer Man? Feitner. <laughs> I've never said that out loud. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> I may hey, or may uh, not have actually hey, said those words screaming at my computer, though. Hey, hey Jeff, huh? do, you, do you remember the time when I was like, hey, listen to this, and I sent you a completely blank audio track? <laughs> and then there was another one right after that. I was like, this one's good too. And that was also completely blank. I believe that was my audition for Coyote's Bluff. It was indeed your your audition. And that performance, uh, yeah, was a great performance. I was like, oh man, I really nailed it. Didn't listen and sent it off. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a note, if you're a podcaster listening to this show, which I mean, probably, right? Yeah. Um, no, by the time, yeah, pretty soon, Everyone actually is going to have a podcast. I, I think that's how that has to happen. Um, mm -hmm. But if you're a podcaster listening to this show for some reason, um, two things, two two small points. A, push record. Mm -hmm. And number two, do listen to your tracks before you send them off into the world. Actually, that's good. keep it in the ear. That's a good idea. Just throwing it down. Pick it up if that's you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, so before we get into the deep, deep dives of all this nonsense, um, I do want to explain also, podcasters, if you're tuning in, whichever way you come to this, from the laying down the law stream or from the little trickle that is for the trees, um, we're doing something that's like a, a meta beta test of all the audio video VoIP kind of things that are that I could find in the last like 15 minutes or so. Um, we're starting on Zoom and we're going to go through Riverside FM, Iris FM, Cisco WebEx, Zencaster, and their new video beta. And then we'll probably come back to Zoom because it's the only one that offers that much time for free. Okay, cool. So there you go. If you want to. Because we haven't found enough ways for me to actually screw up my audio. That's right. We're going to yeah. try to fuck it up every way. Uh, <laughs> I, we have like, what, I still have that episode where I have to re record my entire, entire right. vocals. Everything's done except for the part where I re-record re the the host, where I, the host, re-record my part in, in its entirety right. because I was speaking into the wrong microphone the whole time. <laughs> Including all of the, uh, um, the improv, not just the improv comedy portion, um, but all of the... The interviewing, yeah, the, the, the commentary, the, the credits, all of it. At no it. point, including the point in time in which my guests were like, "Hey, you sound really weird." Yeah. Oh, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, she's Ruha <laughs> says, "Hey, Billy, just in case it matters, I hear a lot of echo." It just, it, this is an audio medium. I'm just wondering, do you want people to be able to hear you? Fuck no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not the idea. It's ridiculous. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so for real, Billy, um, how are you and yours living in this COVID time since we've last spoken? How are you dealing? Uh, well, <laughs> um, I'm dealing okay. I mean, you know, every day is 100 years long. And... Um, I am, I think one thing I would comment is that um, I am kind of living like, I think we're all living a version of Big Brother or Survivor or whatever it is, those shows where people are like, you know, um, a horror movie where people are like forced to be in like a really cramped state, like an Agatha Christie kind of thing. And like, we're Dude all says, like, 
dude says, I think we're living in Big Brother or Survivor or a horror movie. <laughs> like one of those but the, the whole thing is like i've been forced to really face some of my own like annoyances because there's no place to run and so um i feel like i'm growing as a person yeah that, um have you talked with your therapist about that i'm just kidding don't answer that daily all the time <laughs> hourly unfortunately my therapist doesn't answer you know i don't uh, know billy does your therapist reside in your noggin yes absolutely we live in the mirror Yes, <laughs> but um, but I'm doing pretty good. And actually, the the, the podcasting and the um, you know, the comedy group is sort of been a, a you know the Monday night comedy group I do is sort of a lifeline because um, at least we can try to laugh. Although there have been a few times back in June of last year, we um, actually dropped out of the Second City Conservatory because. I was like, yeah, like right now, nothing's funny. And I'm like a middle-aged professional white male, you know, Christian. I don't know what I can, you know, joke about right now. I think I need to just shut up and listen. Mm. Um, but that didn't last very long, fortunately. And I got back to, you know, basically trying to dominate every conversation as I'm, you know, have been trained by society to do. Well, it's your right and privilege, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, no. it's like, no? <laughs> no, I don't think that's right at all. Oh, oh. I think that's a, a major problem in today's society that we're supposed to be addressing somehow. And, yeah. And, you know, for every step forward, we go back a fucking flight to Cancun. But yeah, that, that's really true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, look, Ted Cruz is in a special, special list on, on that part of my, uh, Never mind. We're not going to say that in on the uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you what you can say about Ted Cruz that Twitter hasn't already said. <laughs> um, you can say a lot actually cuz he is a shitbag. Yeah. Uh, I have a question real quick. Okay. It was um have you do, do you watch HBO television at all? Yes. Have you watched this undoing thing with Hugh? Yes. And, oh my god. Yeah. So, when it's not when it's hearsay normally, but it's contrary. What the hell was that called? It was the coolest argument, and I just an admission to... against interest. Yeah, that uh, against interest. It's I forgot what what, what happened. We 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 watched another David E. Kelly declaration, uh, series. Declaration against interest. Yeah, and I was like, that's cool because like I'd never heard it, and yeah, I only I only have like I have a passing interest in law only because I love the language, believe it or mm -hmm. not. So like, like I, I appreciate it because it's one of the few places where it's, it fakes being logical and concise really well, but you can also legalize the shit out of something and make it completely um, nonsensical, but still sound brilliant. At least that's how I read the law. So, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's the, the, the law is a strange thing. I mean, it's the, this idea that, you know, we put down words and then all of a sudden that's supposed to affect what people do. Right. And uh, it like has consequences. And at the end of the day, like it's just words on a piece of paper. Right. And so there's like this, you know, it's like this, you have to have this collective understanding and agreement that that's what you're following. By the way, uh, your question was about evidence and I will point out it was one of my lower grades in law school in evidence. So, you know. Mm. Uh, Alligator. Trial lawyer. <laughs> You're a trial lawyer? 
Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't try cases. I just win them. I've never said that before. It just came out of my mouth. I don't, well, steal a line for Hamilton. I don't need to practice law. I perfected it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so, gl- I'm, I'm so glad that you, you are a middle-aged white guy who knows Hamilton. That means I'm not alone. Yeah, no. Um, so I got this idea, Jeff. I've been tossing around in my improv group. Let me try it out on you. Okay. So, um, so I don't know if you uh, follow this news story, but back in 2016, there was this movement to put um, someone more diverse on money. And so there's sort of, have you heard about this? And Harriet Tubman Mm -hmm. was chosen and she was originally slated to be on the $10 bill. But due to the, well, yeah, due to the popularity of the musical Hamilton, Uh she got moved to the 20. And so Andrew Jackson is getting screwed by Hamilton and replaced. And I just think that what I would like to see, the sketch I'm trying to write is, is is Andrew Jackson pitching a musical of his own life because he's trying to save his place on money? That's it's, that's um, the sketch I want to write. Uh, that's a little problematic. How does a racist? Yeah. <laughs> How does, does a racist card carrying <laughs> member of the Klan come to be a president? Yeah. 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 Because. I'm pretty sure Andrew Jackson was sworn into the Klan on the White House Bible. Yeah, seriously. And uh, I, I'm yeah. almost certain of that fact. Um, yeah. Because I did a book report on the Klan in the sixth grade because I was wow. supposed to. Um, yeah. What, what school did you go to? <sighs> Nathaniel Bedford Forest. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> i know entirely i I know entirely too much about shit that i really don't want to but welcome to the the scopes yeah did you get that joke didn't land actually i I was watching your reaction to kind of the scope monkey trial use actual monkeys to reenact the scopes monkey trial i don't know what the scopes monkey trial is oh have you not seen inherit the wind no, not a fan of the lawyer films. The Scopes Monkey a, Trial. Look, I am a fan of lawyer films. The Devil's Advocate was cinema, cinema, <laughs> c- cinematic masterpiece, okay? There was nothing yeah. more true and honest about the law than The Devil's Advocate with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and, and, oh, that was a classic. Um, Al Pacino and... I think that was one of it actually they don't think it consumed by fire at the end. Yes. Yeah. And it all it all disappears. Um I think didn't they do that? They I think Al Pacino did that money because his Scarface money ran out, right? I don't that that was clearly done for the money. I'm I'm fairly certain that was one of Charlize Theron's first movies here or something. I just know it was the first place where she caught my attention and caught a lot of my attention. And good lord. Anyway, um, and then it all happened in his head. And you know what? You want to know why that really stuck? That movie in particular, um, because because Keanu Reeves' character is from Florida, um, uh-huh. middle 
middle Florida, which is a very special kind of evil place. Um, so it kind of stands out to me. I think he's like Ocala or something. Um, and yes, I said that Central Florida, specifically the Central Ridge area, is a special kind of evil, mostly because of people that I have known there. It's firsthand, anecdotal. Um, I will testify to this. <laughs> How about that? How about that? What are you going to do? I offend my Florida listener. <laughs> Oops. I was going to teach you something. Oh, the Scopes right. Monkey Trial. Yeah, the Scopes Monkey Trial. Okay, Tell so Scopes Monkey Trial was, if I remember correctly, a teacher was put on trial for teaching evolution Oh. in the schools. Oh. And then they made a movie about it. The movie's called Inherit the Wind. But and when, then we had to read the play version of it. I think the, the year that you were writing your report on the Ku Klux Klan, I was reading Inherit the Wind. And so it's a, it's a play about freedom of speech and freedom of expression and about um, like science fact. science fact? Yeah. Not alternative facts? Yeah. And, uh -huh. uh, and the whole, you know, creationism. And I believe uh, the famous lawyer Clarence Darrow I think we're gonna have to Wikipedia right now. Uh, Scopes Monkey Trial. I should have looked this up because before I put it in the outline. Yeah, you know, there's this there's this uh, rule I've always heard. It's it's always referenced in like lawyer movies, right? And um, where they say, "Don't ask a question you don't already know the answer to." Yeah, that's true. You, you'd think that a lawyer would have learned. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let me read to you from Wikipedia. I think I wasn't too far off. The Scopes Trial, known as the State of Tennessee versus John Thomas Scopes commonly referred to as the Scopes Monkey Trial, was an American legal case, July 1925, in which a high school teacher, John T. Scopes, was accused of violating Tennessee's Butler Act, which had made it unlawful to teach human evolution in any state-funded school. And the trial was deliberately staged in order to attract publicity to the small town of Dayton, Tennessee, where it was held. Scopes was unsure whether he'd ever actually taught evolution, but he incriminated himself deliberately so the case could have a defendant. It was a show trial. William, so Williams, Jenning, Bryan, and Clarence Darrow argued the case. Clarence Darrow for Scopes, William Jennings Bryant, three-time presidential candidate and former Secretary of State. In a forthcoming episode of Laying Down the Law, uh -huh. there's a question about the name of law cases. The name of law cases, mm -hmm. yes. And the question was something about, is that the first name or the last name? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I have a very specific recollection of the episode you're talking about. I'm sure you do. Because yes, very specific. <laughs> it's also it will, Curtis, I promise it will come out. I promise, guys. Yeah, that's right. I promise. I actually, Curtis, uh, I, I will actually, actually, Curtis. On Twitter yeah, today. actually, Curtis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I, I've been waiting so long for him to say something that I can respond to in that yeah. construct. Like, yeah. Actually, Curtis. <laughs> uh, say a lot, or at least I don't catch a lot. And it's, yeah, I had that, that just tickled me to no end. Well, I listened to your episode, your interview with Curtis, since you mentioned my name in it so many oh. times. And that was very kind and didn't say anything. Um, that was embarrassing, which was su surprising. Oh, but, I said uh, all kinds of embarrassing things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cut it all out. <laughs> Perfect. That's Perfect. the beauty of editing, man. Oh, man. Uh, that's hilarious. 
<laughs> but I was like, oh man, I wanted to jump in the conversation. I was like, oh yeah. Curtis said the improv started in the fifties in Chicago. Right. And I wanted to actually Curtis him on that because, um, <laughs> because I'm a theater history, uh, you know, my, my major was theater. And I think um, the oldest improv is the oldest form of theater. I'm sorry. Um, Hold on. You're a lawyer. Yes. Your major was theater. Well, let me be more specific. It was theater arts and communications with applied philosophy of theater arts and communications. Was that's the full name of my major. <laughs> <laughs> I was a freaking smart ass. <laughs> but uh yeah. I made a movie based on Sartre's right. No Exit. That was my th senior thesis. This segment was recorded in Cisco. Wait a minute. That didn't work, actually. This is recorded in Riverside FM. Iris has a countdown, too. Hi. Iris has a countdown, too, but it, uh, it records during the countdown, which is kind of I funny. wonder if this was recording during the countdown. That I is so. so weird. Hey, I want to ask you a question, Jeff. Oh, yeah? So, have that? you listened to the audio book I got you? Uh, you know what? I can't even i don't know how to make it work yet <laughs> oh audible <laughs> so wait oh no <laughs> audible yeah oh i should have sent it to you in podcast form it's okay i can i can i i had to do something on the computer or something and then a week goes by and now i have to admit that i haven't even remembered to try to make it work that's okay uh, so i want it because i was i've been reading you know i read improv books for fun as you do yeah, I do. What are you going to do? Read law for fun? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and I, so um, I thought it would be interesting to find out what you know about improv based on listening to and editing, not, was it 10 or 11, 9, 10, 11 episodes? No idea. Um, <laughs> I have no idea how many. I feel like there's more than that. Um some of them should probably count as three. No, no, that's episodes. I'm going to look because let's see nine. We released nine. I've listened to two others. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so you're going to quiz me on what I, what I think I know about improv. Well, I just want to know what's your impression about improv generally. Um, it, it's entirely skewed by uh, whose line is it anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's the only thing that I, th I really understand. And I only understand, like I understand now that that is um, a whole subgenre, like short, yeah, short form or short game. Form. Yeah. I, short form. Somebody else talked about it specifically I guess it was Curtis. It would have had yeah. to be Curtis unless it was something Will Hines was talking about, but like game format, like everybody knows the game. And that was Curtis. Well, there's two, two meanings. The, the funny thing about improv, Curtis mentioned this to you, um, is that people have different phrases or words for the same concept. Mm -hmm. um, Cause there's just a couple of key concepts really to modern, to the modern improvisational performance. But so, Whose line is a great example of short form improv where it's, it's, um, it's a game in the sense that, you know, like, um, party quirks, it, it right. par party quirks. It's like, everybody knows 
it's a game because you come on and you're doing a funny thing. It's like, oh, you, uh, you think you're uh, Sylvester Stallone. And then they leave the party. And it's like, oh, it's funny. And long form is organ is the, it's called long form, but like Second City does that kind of improv, but it's in a short form. It's it, they're short scenes, but it's organic improv is what I would call it. Um, in the sense that it, um, it's based on suggestion and based on like whatever's floating around in your head. Right. Um, and. So, so I'm reading Will, one of Will's books right now, one of Will Hines' books, um, which we mentioned. I don't think it made it into the final episode because I mis mispronounced the other author's name. Um, <laughs> Billy Merritt, not Billy Merrick, Garland, Billy Merritt, <laughs> two T's. Uh but it, but I've been reading it, and I've just been thinking of of you as I'm reading it, and like I should really, like, uh, teach Jeff like basic a basic improv, uh, like the first two things about improv. Yeah, yeah. Who, what, where? It's the who, what, where, or it's the 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 base reality of the scene, and then the second thing is the game of the scene, and so. The who, what, where, sometimes it's just like when we did my first episode and you, and I was like, Hey God. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> yes, that was, um, so that was a, um, a, like a perfect who, what, where base reality, because we established that we're like, I'm some kind of an angel, you're God, we're in heaven and we're going to have a conversation about something. So like you immediately, and we had, um, the yes and part of it is I said, Hey God. And you said, yes, <laughs> so that's the, the, um, that's the yes. And, but that's also what Will Hines refers to sometimes as accept offer, accept all offers as being the base thing you do in improv. Um, that I, I made an offer to you. I said, I'm going to make you God. And you're like, okay, I'm God. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then the second thing is the game and heightening. And so the game, the game of the scene is whatever the unusual thing is. And you focus on that unusual thing and you keep coming back to it. And Curtis, if you listen to Curtis's episode, Curtis is extremely good at finding the game, identifying what's the unusual thing that's going on here. And he will name it. He'll say, oh, we're all characters. We're all characters. And we all think that we're the other person. And he'll just, he'll just say it and just like identify it. Um, so anyway, I just was thinking that, that you had on the show outline, we'll talk about improv. So now, yeah. and then we came on to this, this particular Riverside FM and we were like, oh, I hope we don't have an episode that's just completely unusable crap. Now I just gave you four minutes of something that you could edit together that sounds cohe cohesive and coherent. Well, that would be, um be a little weird to actually have a functional useful piece of information come out of my show oh wait hold on is my mic on <laughs> in this moment i have found that i am in utter lonely silence my friend jeffrey has left the room He's left me alone to see on the animals, and this is okay. Sometimes 
Sometimes your friend leaves the room. He he goes to speak with the animals, and he, he doesn't come back. And, and then you're alone. So utterly alone. Your life loses its meaning, its, its spark. You become empty inside, and then you begin to break things. And this is when we say, why the shit I got the fucking doctor as a lithium? A quick have... aside, uh, you need to search for the podcast Adam Sandler Sings Hamilton. No. Spencer, Spencer, play the for You have to hear it. Just, no. you have to hear it. No. You have I don't, to. because I don't really like Adam Sandler anymore, and I will not have Hamilton ruined. It's not Hamil- It's not Adam Sandler. It's an impersonator. it's 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 give yourself a treat okay i might how does a poor boy (laughs) see that's that's from from the era that like i appreciated pre-bobby boucher (laughs) billy madison body bobby boucher (laughs) water boy there are characters in water boy that i know like I know these people, um, the coach, the caging coach that nobody understood ever. There is a guy. When I was at the air station in Jacksonville, there is a guy. Um, we were talking about. For some reason, there was like this uptick in like snake attacks. It's attacks. They don't attack. Um, snake Sightings. interactions. Yeah. Uh, snake bites and deaths amongst the military in Northeast Florida. Um, so they had this guy come on talking about, um, talking about like how to be safe when you're out and whatever, if you encounter a water moccasin or a rattlesnake or whatever, or an alligator, um, because that's a real, not only possible, but probable interaction that you might have if you grow up or live anywhere in the fucking state, a I had issues with this because we were forced to attend this seminar thing, this called a safety stand down, but we're forced to attend. And this guy walks up and he says, I forget his name and I'm going to call him Henry. I suppose he says, um, good afternoon. Now my name, Henry, I wrote a book, wrote a book about snake, wrote a book about Gator. You read this book about snake and Gator. You learn how to live. Book 1999. You can buy it right down here. Henry was a Florida cracker. Um, <laughs> Florida crackers are kind of a, a, a very specific kind of person. It's like a Cajun, but Florida. Very regional area, very specific place where you might find a true native Florida cracker. And this dude was mostly certainly one, but they talk very much similar to to, to Cajuns, um, except that they don't have the, the French so much. It, really fucking weird anyway this cat looked and spoke and acted just like that coach in fucking water boy <laughs> and i could understand him the people on either side of me like two or three seats on either side and in front of me all of my friends um truly could not understand what he was saying <laughs> after my name is henry and i wrote a book <laughs> After that sentence, when he started talking, like, because he went into, he went into detail about if you come up on snake, 
you gotta know if it's a water moccasin or if it's a rattlesnake see because it would and you gotta know and that way you can run or you can hide and she, it was <laughs> now if you see a gator if you see one gator you see two gator right <laughs> now, if they're two gator they're probably five <laughs> dude oh my god and they're like what did he say I'm like, i'll tell you later man and and every he would end every paragraph with if you want to know more you buy my book okay if you want to know more you buy my book you understand that you've just created a character for a great sketch right that, oh yeah that's a character sure. that's a character for a sketch right there that's my guy that's my only that's that's one of my guys that's the only one only some of the ones i can do you know that was, well you can uh, definitely do that one yeah i can do that guy what's his name uh, uh, probably not Henry. It's Henry right now, but that's not a good enough name. See, I would probably call him uh, Boudreau Thibodeau. I would probably Boudreau roll with Thibodeau. Thibodeau. I think, yeah, you know, Pierre and Boudreau, right? There's there's a whole line of stories about Pierre and Boudreau. Well, tell me more about the Boudreau family. Oh, good lord, uh, Pierre Thibodeau Boudreau. Uh, they grew up on the swamp there. Now, Pierre and Thibodeau, they go they go fishing one day, right? They go out there, they be fishing, and they hit a good hole, son. They hit this hole, they pulling in fish after fish after fish. Pierre turned over to Thibodeau and said, Hey, boy, we need to mark the spot there so we can come back tomorrow. Thibodeau said, That's a good idea. <laughs> so it gets to be dark, around dark, you know, sun's going down, whatever. So Thibodeau says, All right, we're going to go now. They go back onto the dock. Pierre says, Hey, boy, did you mark that spot? Thibodeau says, yeah, son, I scratched the X right there on the boat. You can see it. <laughs> the first time I heard the... All right. Pierre Thibodeau, they ran out of money, see? So they needed some work. So they were standing on the side of the road said, we'll work for some money. Uh, Mr. Johnson, he's the banker in town. He comes up and he says, y'all need some work? They say, yeah, we need some money for some beer. He said, all right, hop in the truck. So they crawl in the back of his truck. He takes him over to the house. He says, here, in my garage there, you're going to find four gallons of paint. Go around back in my house, paint my porch. I'll give you $100. Pierre says, all right. So they paint, and they paint, and they having lunch. And they're like, I don't understand why we have four gallons of paint for. So Mr. Johnson comes back, see, and he says, uh, y'all get it finished? He says, yes, sir. But uh, I ain't too sure about why you uh, why you have four gallons of paint. It only took two, and we painted that, that car twice, but... You know, it ain't a porch, it's a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> there are three people that get attributed quotes all the time. Actually, like four, three or four people. Mark Twain yep. gets attributed Thomas stuff Jefferson. all the time. Thomas Jefferson, yeah. Abraham Lincoln. And Churchill. Winston Churchill. Confucius. Confucius gets a lot of I attribution credit. I haven't heard that in a long time. I mean, that used to be such a thing. Yeah. Confucius says. No, if you if you go on Goodreads and you're like Confucius quotes, they're gonna be all kinds of stuff show up. Yeah. Brainy quote, A to Z quote, like all this stuff, and then it gets made into a little meme, and then it becomes true, but it's not true. And that's uh, that's why I did the whole Thomas Jefferson quote about podcasts. What did Thomas Jefferson say about podcasts? The very best podcasts on the planet are part of the No Phony Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did say that. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a positive he did because I saw a meme about it and it had his picture even. <laughs> There's a study done uh, about quotes, right? And and the veracity, the this veracity of a claim about a quote was doubled. Like the acceptance of the quote as fact was doubled or more if there was a photo attached, like a, a image of the person quote quoted would it would just double down on it like literally like if 30 percent of people believed it just text then 60 percent would believe it if there was a photo accompanying wow it. this segment was recorded in zencaster video beta can i just uh make a comment about something you said a minute ago while we were in the other window i mean no sorry. no okay <laughs> yes uh so you know you mentioned about Oh, I wish I'd done drama. And yeah. one of the things that I um, am amazed by is these kids these days. My, my son played a podcast for me, and these two jackass 20 year olds are just sitting there, and literally they're making fart noises. Like they're like, this podcast is brought to you by this podcast. Like and they were laughing like the whole time. And I was like, man. Like I, I made a, I made a film for my uh, senior project in college and I spent hours and hours and hours with the two tape decks, you know, and I'd want, write them up to make the, the, the master record to the, you know, the, the, the raw footage record to the master all night in the, and I had to keep the air conditioning on so that they wouldn't stick because they were not great machines because Whittier college is not a AV oriented college. I didn't go to UCLA. And these kids are like, Oh, let me get my camera. I'm going to shoot like a video on TikTok and I'm going to put like four edits in it. Then, you know, be put it up on the internet, have a worldwide distribution immediately. <laughs> it's like that there are no barriers anymore to a worldwide audience to production. I mean, we, you know, we spent like probably between the two of us, definitely more than we should have on doodads and gadgets and fun stuff but you know if we were if it was 25 30 years ago it would have been like auto parts i guess you know would be that that's just the thing like um but now we're doing this thing right and like our kids are like potentially gonna listen to it for a minute or two eventually At a family party, if we pay them. Oh, I don't have family parties. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, but um, but it'll be out there. And, you know, other people who we would never, ever find. My So years ago, my um, wife's sister's husband's father. Saw Ferris pass out at the 31 Flavors? No. Uh, oh was talking about he's and he likes to dress up in 1940s clothes and listen oh, to jazz albums such a good era yeah and he loves he loves these old jazz wax albums he's like a lawyer and interesting guy and he was going on and on about how amazing the internet was because he could find other people that were all over the world that were interested in the same like weird fucking niche that he's interested in <laughs> dressing up like a 1940s sailor and listening to you know 
whatever. I don't think 1940 sailor Billy. Well, that's no, he was specifically, he works at the Rosie, the Riveter. Um, he, he's a volunteer docent at the Rosie, the Riveter national monument, um, which is Navy property. It's a Navy shipyard in Richmond, California. So he likes to dress up as a Richmond's in Virginia, Billy. There are two Richmond's Jeff two, at least. I'm going to have to call bullshit. (laughs) 15 yard penalty. You're right. Free kick from second base. Anyway. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, good. You went offline. He called bullshit and he left. Fucking brilliant. Left. Wait, you left for a minute there. No, you left. No, you left. No, you left. (laughs) No, you you left. Zencaster, you suck. Hey, remember the time, Jeff? Hey, remember the first time that you recorded with me and I fucking bounced from the Zencaster really fast? (laughs) And you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. That was the best guest I've ever had on Round and Round ever. And he's gone. And then you emailed me. I'm like, I got the track. Remember that? Cut to. I don't think I. You don't think he didn't say that first part, but I think I said you were the best guest ever. Oh, uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but I have like, you know, that Thomas said, if, if we, once we release that one episode that you and I are, you know, we're talking about there, once we release that episode, that Thomas Edison quote, which is real. I did check on quote investigator. Uh, I have screwed up audio like every imaginable way so far that thomas edison quote oh yeah, 10, I've, I've found ten thousand ways that don't work yeah uh so i've tried um being in the wrong window muting my microphone i spent an hour the other day trying to record something into audition and i had couldn't do it because i had pressed the button on my computer that mutes your microphone <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I keep talking and there's no audio. What the hell's going on here? And, so, um, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? I have recorded into the wrong microphone. I have more than once. Uh, I have more than yeah, more than once. Uh, let's see, what else have I done? Um, pretty much every. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody does it though. We're human. We're allowed to make mistakes. It's okay that I started recording and had been recording for 15 minutes with my inbound audio. So what would be your audio? Uh huh. Um, was not directed into audition properly. Uh huh. So I was recording my mic one line and my mic three line instead of mic and usb audio so uh-huh. for 15 minutes like i only we were t- shannon and i were talking we're all like having a good conversation and having some fun doing the whole intro bit and all this bullshit and i look over and it's flatline on her track and i'm like that's fuck. <laughs> now did fuck. you t- now did you tell her we'll just fix it in post because that's that doesn't I, work too well by no the way. I, I didn't i said to her i'm I'm sorry, we should not do this, and I'm going to go um, perhaps have a... I'm going to write myself a stern letter. 
<laughs> no, we had to restart. And then, of course, the, you know, the second time you have a conversation, it doesn't come off naturally. You try to hit the same, you know, you try to hit the same marks and the same beat and it just doesn't work. And everything's all still it's stilted and weird. It's like it's like um, discourse interrupt us, right? Like, yeah, let me let me bring this back around to improv. So it's Second City. <laughs> Seriously, you learn re-improvisation. Um, and, and there's a thing between, between the first time you improvise something and the time you write a sketch, we re-improvise. So you write down like, what are the beats of what we did? And then you like play around with it and you re-improvise the same thing. Sometimes it ends up being better. Sure. But when you don't know any of that stuff and you're just trying to hit like the, oh, the you're trying real- to have an authentic conversation and honest. Uh, yeah. You can't have an authentic and honest conversation when it's already done, been done. Yeah. It's awkward. You know, it's, it, it's it's empty. Like, yeah, well, it's like, you know, visiting, you know, the person who tells you the same story, like every single time you see them, <laughs> you're like, and then you tell them, and then you tell them the next part right. of their story and they go, oh, the fuck, how right? did you know that happened? And then they continue the story going. Yeah. So yeah. that's a common thing with sailors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sea stories. For- right? um, if you, that's how you know it's time to go, basically. Not just like from the conversation or from the night or whatever. That's it's time to leave a command because you've heard everybody's stories more than once. Like when you can't find anybody to talk to because you're trying to tell them the same story again. Like trying to tell you the same story. You're like, oh fuck, we're done. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am I am now Well, why don't we push some merch? Um why don't we push some merch? Where should people where are we gonna people where are people gonna get some merch? Where are they going to get the... I don't think I can do screen... Sh- there is no screen sharing in Zencaster. Damn. I don't know if I like Zencaster. It's already paused once. It looks really weird. I like the little line thing. That's cool. Uh, that is the least necessary part of this. Whole <laughs> it doesn't really do anything, but... Oh, but Here's the thing. It's doing it again. This happened with me, with Dan, and it's doing it now. My audio is running like this. My audio track's running like this. Mm-hmm. Yours is like this. Here, I'm going to give you a visual demonstration of what's happening right now. My audio, your audio. Ready? <laughs> it's that. It is that much faster. That is weird. Yeah, and I'm dying. Like I haven't opened Dan's yet. I haven't listened to that to see how it comes out. I, I assume it's fine because yours is actually being recorded locally. Mine's being recorded locally. Blah, 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 blah. But it's like mine's running like a fucking freight train. And yours is like the little dude on a squinkle, squinkle. <laughs> by himself. He doesn't even have a friend help. But he's like, squinkle, squinkle. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Billy. I'll be there. I swear to goodness. I'll... Squinkle, squinkle, squinkle. <laughs> then he gets to the downhill. Oh, God, 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 oh, God. Because <laughs> those tables don't disconnect. Those, those are like not clutched. Those are yeah. hard mounted to the train, the wheels. Yeah, it's like the bicycle with the fixed the fixed pedals. Fixie, fixie, yeah. Fixie, yeah. I um, I thought about sitting on one of those once. Mm-hmm. And my knees started hurting just from the idea of not you, having a free will. <gasps> yeah. You couldn't pick up. That you couldn't coast. Well, that and like 
because I've had I've had some really bad interactions on motorcycles. And granted, a fixie is not a motorcycle, but um, I just envisioned something happening with the pedals that would end up jamming my knees. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't it didn't seem like a really good idea for me. So, pass. yeah, but but anyway, um, I just remembered something, and I feel ashamed and and i spit it out i haven't fed the dogs oh my Nobody's god you're a monster you're a what did you feed them this morning how long has it been since you fed them how long has it been since you fed them like 12 hours oh my god you know what i'll no bet way. you can i bet you something i bet you they might remember and the next time you try to pet them, they might not wag their tail. They don't wag their tail. They hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go feed the dogs? I think I need to go feed the dogs. But All also, right. I'm going to stop this Zencaster thing. Okay. Um, I'll need a couple minutes. So we're going to meet back on Zoom. Um, okay. Because I do not like this. This segment, we're back in Zoom. And we'll finish there. In the most meta of all fucking moments. Oh, yeah. 18 there it is. In 45 there it is. seconds. I was looking for the little blinking light, and I was like, oh, it must be on Jeff's side. I don't see it. Was, <laughs> you're, like, showing me the screen share, and I was like, and I was like, man, this is, like, this is really good. This is good. <laughs> God. Should we say the stuff about Die Hard again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we have to talk through the art though, because it's because yeah. this is going to be the most wow. um, nasty. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We're looking for the word. It's it's gross. It's capital groveling, groveling. Like here, behold all of this merchandise that I'm going to soon release on the T Public. Well, you know, okay, so here's the thing about that. Okay, folks, uh, listeners to For the Trees. And Laying Down the Law. And Laying Down the Law. Well, you know, look, we all know that Laying Down the Law is about my ego and that uh, it's it's really, there's like, I will outlay unlimited amounts of money in order to continue to um, hear my own self speak because I'm just that full of myself. So, listeners of for the trees <laughs> you gotta buy jeff's shit because he's too shy to tell you like these kids who push the podcast my son watches them and they're like they are like there's no filter it is like like subscribe leave a rating ring the bell buy my shit look i'm wearing it you should wear it too go to my patreon like Half of the first 12 minutes of the show are an advertisement for the show. Now, Jeff, being Jeff, is focused on the content. You say that, and it makes me feel dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now that that I've built you up something like, please go buy the shit from T Publix. Now, okay, well, for the T Publix, um, um, Uh, not the T privates, the P T publics. Um, so 
now is this this is an this is an audio podcast right oh this will be video too they're going to see this stuff oh they're going to see okay all of well here's the thing i was just thinking of the audio audience because the first time we did this the part where we didn't fucking record it yeah um i noticed (laughs) as you were explaining it that that you that we could have done a better job describing it (laughs) oh so it's for it's a good thing we could have done a better job you're right okay so to that end let's let (laughs) (laughs) um or professional saga of attorney steve gorman and i'm gonna have to go back through and edit all of these and make it attorney steve but um (laughs) oh because we lost the part well so we need to explain that attorney steve all right so those of you who are laying down the law listeners all of you here's a little inside tip attorney steve gorman is not an attorney he's just a guy who changed his name to attorney steve no, we, can't, we can't tell them that. Oh, no, like, shit. We got to cut that out? Yeah, we got to cut that out. We can't tell them that Attorney Steve is... Okay, so here's the oh. thing about... No, no, no. The thing I've learned is that is with improv and sketch, you got to just say the thing. There's no buildup. And there's no guarantee that anybody that's listening to this podcast <laughs> is ever going to listen again. This is true. That's uh, true. So that's fine. So yes, attorney Steve changed his name. He's not an attorney. He's not even been to college. Hell, he may not have graduated high school. That's still <laughs> a subject for debate in certain counties. Anyway, um, but he has these advertisements. He's like, he thinks of himself in my head now, like as I'm thinking about why would these ads exist, right? He thinks of himself as the equalizer. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that, that's what this is. You know? he's, the att- he's the attorney for everybody else. He's well, he's not an attorney for the for the 99%. <laughs> anyway, so this advertisement, um, listeners, it looks like a phone book ad. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. And it has a really high quality clip art of a shark. Because <laughs> attorney Steve Gorman is the law shark. Law shark, law shark, law shark, law shark, law shark, law shark, law shark. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so like they're so disparate. Like the the idea that he's a former amateur boxer, uh-huh. but he calls himself the lost art. Lost art. Lost art. Lost art. Like they're so it's it's so jarring. Like how do you put them together? Like the lost art, and it, and there's that weird little that weird little like distant ringing of a familiar bell. That mm-hmm. just, it, it, it's like, oh my God, I, I've heard that, but it's wrong somehow. Like, because <laughs> Law Shark, every time I read it, every time I say it, I want to say Land Shark. And then I, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's intentional too. Uh, Land Shark. Uh, that was like my introduction to comedy right there it was uh, the old Nick at Night SNL reruns and, um, and laughing. But the Land Shark, you know, Land Shark. Oh no. Uh, um, just a plumber. Oh, okay. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh no, it's not. It's not the land shark again, is it? Yeah. No, no, ma'am. Uh, Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So, um, this this uh, this merchandise. It's which you will buy. Yeah, which which listeners you will go buy right now. No, it's going to be made out of a high, it's a high quality cotton fabric. It's very comfortable. Um, he doesn't own any. Don't let him fool you. Uh, <laughs> no, I want to talk. One hundred percent merino wool. 
It is not merino <laughs> wool. It is the finest quality cotton Bill Dan could find on the floor. It's a 50-50 co cotton polyester yeah. blend. It's the kind of shirt you like to hang around and on Zoom calls <laughs> on podcasts. I'm trying to sell this for you. Like, yeah. Fight or I could lay around in the jungle. <laughs> oh, wait. Probably another movie you haven't seen. Anyway, this ad is is a... Uh, Can I just make a comment? Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like this is so much better than the first time we did. I feel like the energy is better. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> you, know what, you know what it's not doing right now? It's getting anything done because you keep interrupting me. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, this advertisement is a throwback to Yellow Pages, specifically the year the Yellow Pages got red ink. It is a lovely rectangular advertisement in a, it's like a one by two and a half scale. It would have been a quarter page ad. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> or alternately, it would have been, if Attorney Steve had any money, it would have been the back cover because the back cover of every yellow page that I've ever, or yellow pages book that I've ever held in my hand was in a, a law firm. Absolutely. The outside of the back cover, it was a law firm ad, full color. Um, and, and it would say something very similar to, if not exactly, we'll fight for you. And they're all ugly old white dudes and that one token white woman. Mm-hmm. In very comfortable shoes. Now, the second advertisement is really more something you would have found like, I don't know, late 90s internet. You're trying to go to port, not Pornhub. Um, you're trying to go to GeoCities. GeoCities, and an ad pops up. And th that's kind of what this is. It's in grayscales because I liked it that way. And I completely cribbed Lawyer Cat. Lawyer Cat. Lawyer Cat. Lawyer Cat. Lawyer Cat. Lawyer cat. Oh my God. Holy fuck, Billy. You didn't record anything about Lawyer Cat the first time. So I'm going to have to just, I'm going to have to oh. bring everyone up to speed. No, 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 no. Yes. I mean, yes. But more importantly, Lawyer Thundercats, but Lawyer Cat. Oh, yeah. But, but did the Thundercats, were those the ones? Wait, that's Voltron. <laughs> wait, Voltron. What's the difference between Voltron and Thundercats? Well, let's see. Um, Voltron is five five lions that assemble into one giant lion. Yes, or thirty cars that assemble into one giant robot. Yes, but the the thirty five cars? cars. Yeah, you didn't you didn't know there's an alternate. No. Yeah, there's two Voltrons. So okay. there's Lion Voltron, which has five lions. They fly and they assemble into one into a robot, like yes, a, a mega zoid right. type of thing. But then there is the other Voltron that was cars. Oh, there was actually like seventeen of them or something. And they actually made a toy of this and you got all 17 of the cars and you could assemble it all together into the actual thing. And that was one of the best birthday gifts I ever got because I actually had the thing and you could put it all together in the, the bottom two cars. They were all different cars. They were all different styles of cars or spaceships or whatever the fuck. Um, Cause they're in space and it made no sense for them to be cars. Right. <laughs> but um, the, the feet that were the cars, the, the feet that were the cars, the cars that were the feet um, actually had friction motors in them and the thing would stand up and you could actually go and it would very poorly down the sidewalk. It was dope. Yeah. Okay. And a friction motor, is that the kind that you have to go, you have to like roll it forward? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. 
which nice. the only way to do that is like really fast with your hand, right? With the whole thing in your hand and you just really hard. That's nearly impossible to do when you have a robot that is very uh, <laughs> haphazard slid together with little plastic. Thing the tiny. physics of that are incredible yeah. because yeah. the little tiny wheels on top of a big, it's like, it's going to fall and, over every single time. Oh no, it didn't. It was weighted. Like they, there was a lot of work done in, in some places. And then there was the intern guy. Uh huh. Like, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been much to put batteries in this thing. Yeah. Or just not do friction motors. But they did friction motors, and obviously nobody thought about this and how you make them work. <laughs> to do it hard enough to like they get it to go anywhere, because the issue with those friction motors was that there's so much mass now that you have to have more energy, right? Right. And I imagine it was some old dude who didn't know any better, and he's like, "Well, you can just do friction motors, just like zip, and it'll go." Bzzz. But if you do zip with the fucking robot, it just goes, <laughs> you got to give it some ass behind it. But if you do that, then all the shit on top falls the fuck off. And the head of the Voltron, the car Voltron was like a spaceship thing that was shaped like a triangle. And it had these little doors that like, like a cargo bay doors almost. But those uh, would those would open and be the robot face. Oh my God. Yeah. I had, <laughs> good times it so fucking clearly anyway thundercats were like you know you had um okay yeah so we're back lion to guy right because we had, went from warrior cat to thundercat to voltron uh, to voltron yeah back to now we're back to voltron now we're back to thundercats right uh thundercat you had the lion guy the panther guy uh uh it was basically he-man but all the the people oh right 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 okay now i got and, you. and they would say thundercats 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 no way that was michael jackson um yeah but gotcha. they did okay they did do thundercats ho it was really weird um and then there was one token girl cat and then there was the weird little um like gremlin dude um and then there was one bad guy i feel like just like he-man there was the one bad guy with his side like skeletor was was he-man i know it but wasn't because he was the bad guy, but it, yeah. the entire thing, it was like somebody it, 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 it drawn, like you could probably overlay the lion dude on top of He-Man and then like, oh, look how close they are. They're very similar. You probably that's drink. the crossover episode that needed to happen right there. Speaking of crossover episodes. Are we speaking of crossovers? Well, that's what this is, right? Oh, we're still doing a podcast, right? I forgot. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> maybe we are. I don't know. Maybe we are we recording? dick <laughs> oh please oh 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 he, he he who is without sin shall cast the first stone since i am the one who has recorded hmm, how many different wrong ways I, i'm I, not I, sure I, how many different episodes have i done wrong way every single time um anyway okay do you want to talk about lawyer cat for real again <laughs> oh yeah we'll come back to lawyer cat but first i wanted to comment about improv and that is that we had a very pirate and robot moment here thank you will hines and billy merritt um in that i in that i followed the line i was like oh i'm being an improv robot and you were like fully engaged with the thunder with the thundercats and i was like oh he's being a really good improv pirate 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 <laughs> 
Oh, so Lawyer Cat. So here's the thing about Lawyer Cat. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you either have been asleep or have no internet connection, in which case you wouldn't be listening to a podcast. Um, so, but okay. Google Lawyer Cat, if you don't know what I'm talking about. I just want to point out that as you say, Google Lawyer Cat, I Googled Lawyer Cat. It is currently the second suggestion in Google search bar after typing the word lawyer. The first is lawyer sob. <laughs> the second suggestion in Google search bar is Hold on, lawyer. I'm gonna, gonna verify because Google, you know, uh, lawyer. Right nope, there. first hit, first hit for me. Wow, wow. And then after that is lawyer near me. Oh, you know what? Is that a? If it already has a thing, does it mean I already searched it? Maybe so. Yeah. No, 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 no. So I have lawyer cat, lawyers near me, lawyers Los Angeles, lawyers Glendale, because Google knows where I am. I'm not in Glendale, but near. Mm, so lawyer cat top hit. Yeah. Anyway. So if you so, do, so you know, yeah. if you ha have the ability to download a podcast, you have the ability to know what lawyer cat is and that there is a t-shirt, which is why we're talking about this because you need to buy Jeff's fucking t-shirt. My t-shirt is lawyer is the law shark shirt. <laughs> law shark. I can't right. steal lawyer cat. I just you're not stealing the, it. You I are just stole the format of it to build. You're yes ending it. You're yes ending it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that argument in a copyright claims or like a oh. uh, yeah fair use IP. That's what I was mm -hmm. thinking. intellectual yeah. property. Uh, fair no, use. No, no. I yes ended the shit out of that. I yes ended the fuck out of that that is a fucking <laughs> yes and right there don't you know people know improv that's the fucking improv defense right there okay so here's the thing about lawyer cat that you need to know that there, the, there's several levels I and mean, it's right. a short enough video you need to watch it to catch all the different levels the first level again being and again and again okay <laughs> again and again which the day it came out is pretty much what i did it was almost as disruptive as other news events have been to my workflow Anyway, especially like I can see, I don't, somehow it matters more because A, you're a lawyer, B, you spend a lot of time in these Zoom things, both for work mm -hmm. and fun. So I can just imagine like for you, there's an extra special dose of, oh, holy fuck, I could have been that guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and my, my law firm is actually based in Atlanta. And the fact that they're like speaking with Southern accents is even funnier. And I did send it out to my entire firm. Yes, I did. Because I'm that guy. I'm the guy who replies all to the email with a snarky comment every single time, every single time, because I'm the only one in California and they can't catch me. So <laughs> <laughs> they don't, usually if I, if I send out a reply, I'll email at five o'clock. It's like eight o'clock. It's like happy hour where they are. They don't really, and everybody's loose. It's cool. So, um, so lawyer cat. The bottom right corner is the obvious humor, right? That's funny. That's a, guy, a lawyer who's like, well, I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. It's like the foghorn leghorn lawyer. Like, oh, I'm trying. I got my assistant in here. I don't know what happened in here to my camera. You have the, so that's that's one layer of hilarity. You have the judge who's like, like incredibly chill for a judge. Like I've had, I've had judges like get furious because lawyers calling in are like typing in the background or shuffling papers like sir are this, you not paying attention to this very important action on yeah. this here court tv exactly like yeah. i'm gonna sanction you 
So that judge is like chill. He's like, have you checked your, have you checked your camera input? Turn off your avatar. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is, he's absolutely like, he's like the, he could be like a meditation guy, right? Like, yeah. have you considered checking your inputs from the camera? <laughs> yeah. so like, like, judge Zen. Yeah. I just and- want to get past this. I just want to pass judgment. Like I'm, maybe he's yeah. saving all of it up for what he passes judgment. He comes yeah. out. Like, yeah. Like judges like to the authority that. vested in me by the great state of Georgia and the county of Kennesaw. I hereby sanction you to death, sir. To death for this lawyer cat nonsense. <laughs> yeah. They do like to, you know, the judges, they do like to hand you a win before they hand you a loss. They like, you know, really nice. And then they rule against you. Um, not me. They never rule against me. I always win. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. I don't always win, just most of the time. Um, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so okay. So, but the the funny, the next layer, the funniest layer is the 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 lawyer, other lawyer on the call, who's obviously arguing against the lawyer cat. If a lawyer cat is your adversary, you might be a little worried. But the dude, he's got the full, you know, Colonel Sanders or Colonel Mustard, Colonel something. Like definitely fully, Colonel Sanders. The fully white Van Dyke beard. And he, the dude is just poker face. Like this, this hilarity is going on. He doesn't, he's just like staring down, just waiting his turn to make his argument. And when the <laughs> lawyer says i'm not a cat just the the way he looks up and just the teeniest tiniest little smile like it just like i can't hold it back that's just i'm gonna let this a little bit it's just he just kind of looks up and it's just a little smile it's like the button on the comic bit that makes it brilliant but there's one more very extra special layer for the super attentive super observant super obsessive a uh, person who watches it more than 10 times. And that is the upper left corner. <laughs> and this is the level of obsession. That <laughs> well, I mean, again, it comes back. Like, I think um, I read it and, and obviously, you know, I'll let you tell it, but I think there's this, this extra level because you are a lawyer. I, I think it really comes from the fact that you could have been that guy. Again. I could have been there. Could have been me. In fact, I tried to download the filter and was hoping it would be me afterwards, <laughs> which is the reason I, I think that's the reason I had to reinstall Windows. Um, anyway, I tried to put a virus on my computer so that I could be the lawyer cat. I always win my cases. All right. If you're a client and you're listening to this podcast, I just want you to know. I'm sorry. I don't do that. I, I don't. When it's your case, it's very serious. Okay. So. <laughs> That is a hell of a sales pitch, man. I mean, if I ever need a lawyer, yeah, I'm absolutely going to. (laughs) Anyway, tell them the funny thing about that. So, but no, but it says that if you're recording this, you could be subject to $500 sanctions or six months imprisonment. So somebody was so intrepid that realized that this was going down, broke the law, risked a $500 fine and recorded this shit now here's what i want to know is it colonel sanders 
Is it Zen Judge or is it Lawyer Cat himself? <laughs> or some courtroom staffer? But I just want to know where is the goddamn GoFundMe so I can send them some money. That's, That's right. what I want to know. They, That's they what I want. They deserve it right there. Yeah. Now the shitty thing is like there's um in my head, right? When I see these things that are you could be subject to fines or imprisonment. And and typically every one of these things that I've ever seen has a dollar figure and a time, right? Mm -hmm. But they never, in my head, they never correlate like $500 fine or six months in jail. Right. I'm sorry. That six months in jail, for me, that's a hell of a lot more than $500. No, it's like monopoly, right? Yeah. You're like, you're like, you, you lose three turns or you pay $50. Like that seems like kind of like it's, it's, it's a push. Like, a, yeah, but yeah, but you know, point, I mean, it's just, it's awkward. It's just the, really, there's the stakes there's, are, the stakes are disproportionate. <laughs> like, like I six months of incarceration seems right. a lot more severe than $500. Right. right. Which means it to me, as I'm talking through this, that seems to be intentional. Like, obviously, we don't want to incarcerate you for six months. We just need $500 so that we can pay for the judge's computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like a whole, like, to get serious, like, there's a whole diatribe about cash bail, but I won't get into that and the injustice of that. Well, but it, there's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't... Uh, we don't do... Wait, this is a different... That's a different podcast. This is a, other, that's a different other... podcast. That's a different podcast. Um, okay. God damn so let's let's talk more about uh, merch. Merch. We need to buy some stuff so Jeff can buy more microphones so we can not turn them on. I actually do need more microphones because I, I, I want to do the wireless thing so hard. Um, oh all right. God. So yeah. the third option we have for art is based loosely on a boxing uh, poster uh, from the days of old. Now, as I did some <laughs> research for this, um, <laughs> first, you know, attorney Steve, the law shark Gorman is a character developed by Billy. So I asked Billy, Billy, what does fucking Steve Gorman look like? And he didn't mm -hmm. answer. And because I was on a, on the upswing of a manic fucking episode and creating like crazy. I was like, fuck, I want to do myself. Um, so I Googled George Foreman because I know there are photographs of George Foreman in a suit holding his fist up. And I found that picture and I, I kind of looked at it and I started to work with that a little bit because of the suit, right? When you when you do thing anything other than standing like a dweeb in a suit, it starts to move funny and the shoulders all poke up and shit <laughs> weird, right? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, I wear a lot of suits. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so I started drawing, and then Billy answers me, and he sends me this picture of a guy with boxing gloves in a fucking room <laughs> with books. Not just any books, those special books, you know, the ones, they're all the same fucking color, they have all the same labels, they're like volume one through 472,655, mm -hmm. and they're law books. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And they're really only for taking pictures. Right. They're, the only thing they're good for is a backdrop because according to that uh, uh, documentary, uh, Better Call Saul, they're fucking blank. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
They're for so, hiding money. Yes, they're for hiding the money dollars. Um, mm-hmm. So Billy sends me this picture, and I'm like, okay, cool. So that's what I'm going to go with as far as the face goes. And I started drawing this guy, and he comes out. I don't know. It's mediocre. It's the best I'm going to do, and I'm down with that. And I actually, like, you know, drew this thing. You want him on your chest. I, I don't, actually. I don't. No, 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 no. The listeners do. Oh, yeah. You absolutely want this tattoo in the middle of your back, just like Roger Stone's tattoo of Dick <clears throat> fucking Nixon. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh my god I will give somebody at least a dollar if they actually got this tattoo on the middle of their back exactly in the same manner as Roger Stone's <laughs> Dick Nixon tattoo anyway so I drew this dude and I'm like okay I want to make this poster and I look at all these posters right and I'm like well fuck they always they have both guys they have the title fight like typically if you have one picture you have both pictures because my initial intent was it's going to be like Steve Gorman takes on all comers or something. And I realized it just wasn't going to cut it. So I went back into the, the archives of Steve Gorman advertisements and I found the first one. <laughs> Lucky see Billy, Billy's a fantastic uh, collaborator in that he will share everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything you ever made <laughs> uh, for laying down the law. And so there's a lot of source material, but also there's a lot of fucking source material. And I'd actually <laughs> listened to this one before. So I knew it was there and I just needed to make sure of a couple words. And it was the dockless scooter fiasco. And I was like, all right, fine. So attorney Steve's going to take on the dockless scooter insurance company. Now, as I'm, I type those words first and I'm looking at this guy that I drew and it dawns on me, he looks kind of like Harry Ellis. I would ask Billy if he knows who the fuck Harry Ellis is, but apparently <laughs> he didn't watch movies in the 80s and 90s. And even though it is mentioned every year at Christmas time, because it is the very best Christmas movie that has ever been produced, he's still never seen fucking Die Hard. Um, he wouldn't know. So, listeners, I'm going to tell you that um, this guy who looks a little bit like Harry Ellis, the coked up fucking office addict uh, in Die Hard. Uh, well, he is <laughs> Steve Gorman <laughs> is taking on the Dockless Scooter Insurance Company, which is represented by the building that stood in for the Nakatomi Tower in Die Hard, because that shit's funny to me. <laughs> so there. That's what I wanted to tell you. All of this merch will be available on T Public at uh, Verboten PM, I think is how you can search for it. Um, I you f- want to give the inside skinny on the phone number? Uh, gotta, I think we, I think for, so the phone number, the 555, we got to keep for the, uh, the newer ones. The newer ones, yes. Yeah. But you're, the older one. You're absolutely right. I, I think that no telephone yellow page book advertisement would have the area code in the 80s, 90s. You're early right. 80s. Yeah. Hey, what do you mean early 80s, pal? That was like this middle of red over. ink. When did red ink come to Florida phone books? When <laughs> did red ink? I feel like it would have been Star 1987. Um, books. The internet is amazing. I think it's I think it's 87. And I'm putting it after Top Gun, but before Days of Thunder. Internet is not amazing. Not really filling me in on this one. Doesn't have every answer. But no area code. But the number 602 1023. 
just a phone number, just random digits. I plucked right out of my butt. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, maybe we need to try to get that number on Google Voice. Or something. I, so I have like, I've had Google Voice since it was a beta. Uh, uh-huh, so, wow. Yeah, I, it was, I signed up like when Google search came out, I signed up, I wanted to be the guy, right? I wanted to be beta. Um, and I finally was offered something to beta and it was voice. Um, so I've had a, I, and I have like eight of them now, like verbose uh-huh. got a phone number. We had a phone number for run around. Mm-hmm. I, I still have one and you, you kind of have to be careful, like associating it. Cause you have to associate it with a phone number, but once you right. have one, um, then you dump the phone number, then you, yeah. But if you fuck up and for, don't log in and then you don't really undo that Google voice, then you're all fucked for you. Anyway. Long story short, like I've got like eight of them. They're all associated with like my phone, kids' phones, work phone, all kinds of random shit. But anyway, I don't think it would be available because everybody who's into science knows Avogadro's number. Now, why did I pick Avogadro's number? It'll only make sense if you listen to the Spanish language version of Steve Gorman's advertisements because the word for lawyer in Spanish is abogado. Wait, shouldn't this be like some premium behind the paywall content right here? Maybe. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make a buck here. It's going to, it's, I think it will be premium laying on the law <laughs> content, but free for <laughs> No, no, no. The premium laying down the law content is the part that I don't have to pay people to listen to. That's oh. the premium. That's the part that right. people will listen to for free. Right. They will listen to it for free. <laughs> right. It's, See, this is dumb. This is like four res- four layers removed from the joke, right? Like it's it's only because I'm an idiot and can't say abogado. Like the first <laughs> 87 times I tried to record the law shark, the, the Randy, law shark. No, the Go. Randy, the macho man savage. Oh yeah, baby, he's the law shark, right? I couldn't say abogado because I was trying to do I was trying to do the uh El Tiburon del Corte. Um, <laughs> but I was also trying to say something else. Uh, anyway, oh, un gran abogado or something like that. I couldn't get it out. I was always saying abogadro <laughs> or um ad uh ad, not av not avocado but advocato. I think that's a word too. Avocado. Oh. Like advocate, but mm-hmm. avocado, um, avocado. Anyway, the the whole thing, the whole reason this popped into my head is because I couldn't say avocado properly. I was saying avocado, and I was like, "That sounds like avocado. That sounds like avocado." Then I went into this whole spiral, and I was like, "Wait a minute! He needs a phone. Number. He needs yeah. a phone number." Yeah, and there it is. Yeah. I will say for the for the deep cut fans of Steve Gorman, they will know that the correct phone number for Steve Gorman is one eight hundred S T E V E G O R M A N, which is funny to me because it's too many fucking letters. <laughs> anyway, folks, that's the story of the merch. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, all of that is going to come out. The sooner you buy it, the less we'll talk about it. If anybody ever buys Gorman merchandise, it'll be I will cry. Laugh. Oh, I'll buy it. I'm gonna oh, buy a lot. Besides you. my entire family's got their Christmas coming. I'll stop. I think we have to talk about the. Hold on, we just next time, 
we're going to talk about that Supreme Court case involving Oscar Wilde, but not this time. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. You had a law case for laying down the law? Uh, Occasionally. Four hours later. I know. Seriously. Oh, my God. Anyway, Billy, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming. This was fun. You should say that. Jeff, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Now, do you have a credit stick that you do? Because <laughs> no. I do. You don't have a shtick like a thing, like a thing, like a thing, like a thing you do every time, like a bada bit boom. Wait, okay. If I were a guest, what would I say? You can find everything that I'm a part of at verbotenproductions.com. It's the easiest place. It's a one-stop shop. Everything I do, I do for me and the dollar bucks. That's right. <laughs> the the almighty dollar. Yes, the US dollar bucks. Yes. Worth almost 90 cents. <laughs> now, as always, listener friend peoples, I humbly beseech you find happiness. Love who you love. Be what you want to be and wear a goddamn mask because it's not over yet. Laying down the law is a product of Beyond Unreasonable Doubt and Verboten Productions produced by Jeffrey Feitner. There he is. Artwork by... The Mighty Q. Music is Galactic Damages by Jingle Punks. By Jingle Punks, Punks, yes. And you're a 12th grader. I am, uh, hold on, let me just think.